Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. So, Momo, do you like our new intro music here? Oh, what is this? I feel like it's the Coke Kyle. I like it. Laura hates it. It was actually a cap selection, but it's one of the few things that he's done that, that actually uh, I like. He's got Kaplan's special right there. It's I like you it. Know, mm. I, I feel like Richard Marks is going to come around the corner and start belting. You know what it is? <laughs> I also know that um, it was in an Entourage episode. Okay. Where Vinny chasing them. We're doing the red carpet for one of his movies. Yeah. And, you know, I feel like, uh, you know, it kind of reminds me of that. So I like it. I like that. Like, we're starting the show with the red carpet here. Yeah, I like it. And, well, I, it, uh, to me, like... If you wanted to choose like my walk-up song, like do you have a walk-up song? Like if you were if you were leading off for the Dodgers, what would your walk-up song be? Ooh, now that's a hell of a question to ask me on a football Monday. But I will. Uh, it would probably be some sort of pit bull variation because I'm that. <laughs> yeah. You know, because I'm that guy. You know yeah. what I mean? Like I love me some pit bull. I and I am yeah. not afraid nor ashamed to mention how much I love pit bull. So, I mean, for me, there is really only one choice. Yeah. Laura, can you find the John Cougar melody? Oh, yeah. I mean, it's Sir Mix-a-Lot, right? Yeah. Go ahead. You got it? Yeah. Of course. It's got to be she's Sir got it on. She's got it on cue. She's got the, yeah. like, yeah. Yeah. I Maybe like got back. big butts and I got it. has got to be. No. Maybe got the, back. The truth is, what I, I there it is. And you know what? I feel like if you were a, ma- <laughs> if, if you're a major league hitter, okay, and this is the song you choose. <laughs> no. Now, he, here's what you got to be. You have to be a pinch hitter. Okay? Because yes. this song cannot is not an everyday song at the ballpark. Yeah. But no. it's one of those that when you hear it, the entire stadium goes nuts because they know yes. what's happening. You yes. know what? This you know who should have this as his walk-up song? Jock Peterson. This is like a Jocktober. Well, he does song. have back. Yeah, he's got some back yeah. too. Yeah. 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 So Anywho, um, a couple of things to address here. Um, let's work backwards. Yes, Christopher, right. I did tweet that this show, Sedano and Cap, Afternoon Drives here on 710 ESPN, was the highest rated local sports talk show of December. And here's what I've learned, okay, over all the years that I've been doing it, now, you know, almost six here, and, uh, you know, almost you know 20 in general, that you take the wins when you get them. Because sometimes it, the, the run goes for a long time. Sometimes it's just a blip on the radar. And then, you know, you got to start over again and rebuild. So you take them when you got them. So, look, this show has been the highest rated show on the station for a while. And now it's the highest rated show on two stations now. So, I, you know, I'm going to take the victory lap for the one, you know, for the couple of weeks until the next book comes out. And we may not be the number one show anymore. But I'm going to take that victory lap because you should. Yeah, I've learned, Momo, in the new year. You know, everybody has resolutions. Yeah. Well, I, I'm not a resolutions person. But what I've said to myself is, as I've gotten older, I'm going to enjoy the little things. And the little victories like this... I'm going to I'm going to do that. Now people thought when I tweeted that that it was some sort of shot across the bow at the other station mm-hmm. or even Mason in Ireland or whatever Travis and No, it was just hey man, you know what? We did good 
we're going to celebrate us being good. I'm into that. I mean, look, I'm not a huge self-promoter on social media. I don't really have it in me. But when I have a story that I'm, like, really proud of, or especially now we're ESPN Plus, we're behind the paywall. So I'm like, oh, man, I better promote my stories. Like, you know, a lot of times. And so, like, you just got to do it. And you you have to, like, not think too much about it. You have to just promote it and don't be self-conscious. And what Christopher neglected to mention Mm -hmm. was that I attributed all our success to – Two individuals and one group of people. The group being the audience and the individuals being Lindsay and Laura. Yeah. So I would agree with that. that they are the best part of your show. I mean, they are. I listen. Uh, Thanks. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. So you're welcome. Uh, and ladies, we'll, we'll get to you here in just a moment. So let me just continue uh, addressing what Christopher mentioned there. Um, yeah. The Rams. I'll get to them in a second. I, I was the guy. You heard the audio there. When everyone was panicking, that said there's a path. They can still win the NFC. And here we are, lo and behold, on January 3rd. That's going to be the case. We'll get to that in a second. Um, my holidays were a nightmare. Okay? Really? Let me explain this to you. And I'm curious to hear how you and Lindsay and Laura all felt. A nightmare. So my son, Mateo, got sick Okay, around like the 21st or so. So it was probably, I don't know, three days into Is this like, describe sick. Is it like preschool head cold or like uh, steer clear, you need to, you know, of the bathrooms and coming out both ends? Like, which which kind of sick? Just a cold. cold. I got it. Now, we, you know, we got him tested, non COVID. Okay, whatever. We're good. So he's, but he's coughing, he's losing his voice, he's Mm -hmm. sneezing, he's stuffy, it's miserable. You know, you have a three year old. Yeah. It's miserable. Now, the last time he got sick, none of, nobody in the house got sick. This time, everyone got sick except my daughter, Aria. She apparently has she – ha, she's immunized, unlike Aaron Rodgers, apparently. Yeah. So she doesn't get sick. I get sick. My wife gets sick. My mom, 82-year-old mom, still here, gets sick, okay? So 23rd of December, I have zero voice. 25th of December – I have a game on national television on the biggest holiday in the NBA calendar. And I am doing everything I can to try to get this voice back. I'm not talking. I'm drinking everything that's warm that was, uh, you know, possible to drink. And then I flew to Milwaukee, got more sick, somehow did a game, came back, and then had a bowl game, Momo. And you know how all these flights are getting canceled? Well, oh, guess I follow flight- you on Instagram. Oh, yeah. Guess whose flight got canceled? Um, all, both on the outbound and on the return. And I eventually just said, the hell with this. I'm going to buy a flight on another airline and pray to God that I make it back home in time for New Year's Eve to my family and children. It was a miserable, miserable. It should have been a, the most wonderful time of the year. It's the holidays. It's time off. None of that happened. All I did was get sick and then have to deal with the misery that everyone else has had to deal with, with travel delays and travel issues. So I got I got an advice for you. Yeah. You got too many jobs, man. You have like seven jobs, George. <laughs> I do have a lot of jobs. There's that. Yeah. <laughs> you got the NBA. Yeah, it's I a like. Latino thing. Laura's right. Yeah. yeah. You got yeah. Laura, you got too many jobs too, man. I You're know, always girl. going to different jobs. <laughs> that's all we know how to do is work. I know. Yeah. And I'm like, every time I see George, I'm like, man, he got another game. 
He got another. He's flying for. Wait, you got a bowl game too? <laughs> I had two of them. Yeah. Luckily, I had one here. One of them was the LA Bowl, the Jimmy. Kimmel oh yeah, LA that's Bowl, good. That's good. Which was nice. But, yeah. I mean, look, right now I'm just trying to go nowhere. I'm trying to see nobody. <laughs> like I don't want to. I can do. I do all my work on the phone as much as possible. I text everybody. Like I feel bad. You know? Do you know? Uh, you know how kids imitate their parents? Yeah. So. I have a three-year-old, and yeah. now his favorite move is to pick up the phone and say, "I got to take this call." <laughs> oh, that's funny because that is a mama move. Yes, you do that all the time, all day long. Yeah, <laughs> so funny. I so, mean, it's yeah. just right now. Just stay home, everybody. Yeah, just stay well, home. No, I, I have not left the house since I yeah, returned good. back um, from the Alamo Bowl between yeah. Oregon and Oklahoma. Man, you know what? That was a good. That was a good like complaining rant but I, I do feel sorry for you have every reason to but you didn't even talk about the rain like that was the other thing for oh. those of us who have young kids my god that was yeah you hard. couldn't go anywhere right oh kids, just yeah, stuck right. in the house yeah. Yeah. like there was yeah. just nowhere to go you just it's yeah. just you and the three-year-old let's go how many yeah. how many times can we watch that cocoa melon how many yeah. times can yeah. we it's oh yeah funny, but but you know, a there's funny. a lot of a lot of things to be happy about and and proud about and thankful for. And I, I you know, all kidding aside, uh, we are. Um, mm-hmm. But um, Lindsay, uh, you have a bigger problem than anyone I think uh, at the current moment here on this show. Uh, would you like to tell everyone what you told me uh, earlier today when I tried to reach you? <laughs> well, my my toilet is clogged, and oh. I don't have a plunger. And so my dog, you know, had a little dog accident in the living room and not thinking, I went to go clean it up and I grabbed a paper towel and just went to flush it down the toilet, you know, not even thinking about it. And then Uh. it got clogged and I was like, oh, great. So I was Googling, like, how to unclog a toilet without a plunger. And I tried like the whole, like you put like a whole bunch of um, Dawn dish soap in there and then pour a bunch of hot water in there. But right now... All, all I have right now, I just looked at it because you're supposed to let it sit for a while. It, it's just a very, very high to the top blue toilet bowl now. So yeah, now what, you, what you need to do, it works. I think detergent works better, um, like actual powder detergent. I haven't done this in a really long time since when I was single. Um, but it, first of all, you when you responded to me, you said, and I want to get to Mike in Alamitos because he thinks he's funny, and I'm gonna, I, I'm gonna have to, I'm gonna have to slap him back a little bit. Uh, and put him in his place in a moment. But, Mike, I'm ready for you. Don't worry. Um, but what you need to do is, you know, when you said to me, who owns a plunger, my response was literally, um, everybody. I've never owned one. <laughs> I Dude. ordered one on Amazon, though. So if it's not unclogged by tomorrow, I got it under control. So if you've got uh, an, some sort of um, way, Lindsay, before the plunger arrives, uh, I mean, I always go with detergent and hot water. Uh, in that situation, but again, it's been you know 15 years maybe since something like that's happened, maybe longer. Um, feel free to call at 877-710-ESPN, 877-710-37. I'm scared of the calls we're going to get on that. Oh, no, that's going to be sure great. Are you want those calls? Yes, what? I want to know what you need to do <laughs> to help Lindsay get rid of the poop in her toilet that's clogged. Is, is, this, is this how you have the best ratings at the station? Is This, this the is it because I am a man... <laughs> Of the people, and I'm glad you remind me of that because Mike in Alamitos wants to remind me that I was off most of December. Mike, is that accurate? Uh, yeah, I was. I was just uh, noted that the show is more the most popular last month, and you were gone most of last month. 
As right, with, Mike, uh, Mike, but let me, Mike, let me explain. Mike, 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 The person Michael. I heard the most all last month was the all-star guest host, Ramona Shelburne. That's yeah, it. Mike, well, we love Ramona, hence why she's here. But, Mike, let me explain something to you about radio. See, we have a different calendar because it's called, there, there's a thing called the holiday book, which is basically the holidays. So the December ratings period is actually from November 11th to December 8th. And then the rest of those weeks are considered the holiday book. And I didn't leave till December 18th, so, you know. Yeah, I'm mainly busting your chops. I love the show, and I wanted to prop up Ramona for not always being there when, when we need her. Listen, Ramona's not Thanks, only man. here. Ramona, Mike, let me explain something to you. Ramona's not only here physically for this show when we need her. Ramona is literally there every time I need to call and vent to someone all the time. <laughs> okay. So yep. there you have. Thank you, Mike, and happy New Year. Um, all right, so we've got people that are calling in for uh, advice for Lindsay. Yes, I just want to register my fear of the, what these calls are going to be. But go ahead. Um, it's going to be awesome. Like, by the way, <laughs> what if you, what all of a sudden? What if you just like don't have a plunger and you need to remove yeah. out of the toilet? It can happen to anyone. Okay. By the way, the time it happened to me when I was single, I had a plunger and it still wouldn't go down. Mm. Okay. So the detergent in the hot water made it eventually go down enough where I could then use the plunger again probably for like 10 minutes and then eventually get it to go down. Now, I will also say it wasn't a dog's poop, but I won't say any further than that. That's you that's know. the part that I'm scared of. <laughs> okay. I'm just saying, though. I'm just letting well, it's people know. Everybody's, it's the prologue. It's the prologue to where yes. the story is going to end yes. up with the advice. Okay. It's the combination of. Okay. Of that, plus the paper towel. Like, you can't mm -hmm. flush paper towels down mm -hmm. the toilet. And I know that. Yeah, paper but... towel was a terrible idea. Yeah, yes. it was just it's, like a quick thing. It's kind of like when, uh, you know, um, Ron Burgundy said milk was a bad choice. It's very similar. Yes. Uh, Here we go. Ryan, Let's see what the call is. Ryan and Ventura has advice for Lindsay and her <laughs> plug toilet. Go ahead. So this is hilarious because this happened to me yesterday. Not a dog, but I have a four-year-old daughter. Put a bunch of wipes down the toilet. Close to got backed up. And what worked for me, I didn't have the plunger that fit the opening. So the first thing I did was a cup of baking soda. And then you pour in vinegar, and you let that sit. That sounds bubbles, good. Ooh, that sounds it does, dangerous. It works. No, I think that sounds work. good, man. Just no, it, no, Lindsay, that that does then... work. I, I I'm looking at it online as he said it, and I'm I'm put. Yes, he's right. Like there are plenty of uh, advocates for this. Ryan is right. I feel like that's gonna turn into like a big poop volcano. <laughs> he dropped. <laughs> Lindsay, what do you have but to I lose at this be. point? Seriously. Oh well, no, there's again, a lot to lose here. Yeah. yeah, again, I don't I don't want like the poop overflowing out of my toilet because it's pretty like the well, yeah. after putting the extra water in, it's pretty high up now. Uh, OK, well, you need to find a way to get the water to, to go down before you can actually then attack it. So Abraham in L.A. has advice for Lindsay and her clogged toilet. Abraham, what do you have, sir? Yep. So two things. One, uh, if you really want to get in there, uh, you can use a coat, uh, like a wire. Oh, hanger Lord. To try to suck, stick it in there. I don't know about that. Um, and secondly, uh, put on some gloves. And if you have like a like a big uh, two liter bottle empty, you can use that to kind of create the same suctioning in and out motion that a plunger might oh do. Oh my oh. gosh! Yeah. But you really oh. got to get in there. 
Oh, that yeah. sounds like a good idea, but I'm not willing to do that at this point. <laughs> You're not Just desperate not. enough. Thank, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Thank all you. All right, Abraham. Thank you, buddy. Oh, Happy man. New Year. All right, keep it coming. 877-710-ESPN, 877-710-3776. So, look, I was right about the Rams. Everyone needed to chill, but I was wrong about one team, and I'll get to that on the other side because it's a team near and dear to Momo's heart. Oh, uh, but coming up before that, we'll be back in about three minutes. Real quick, what's the easiest choice you can make? Window seat over middle? Beach vacation over camping? What about selling with Shopify? <laughs> Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash network all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash network now to grow your business. No matter what stage you're in, shopify.com slash network. Oh man, I loved Arsenio. Me too. I used to do that all the time. Like just, when and most people got that joke, but now if I do it, people just think I'm weird. Yeah. Like, what are you doing? I think we're too old, George. Like people don't understand it anymore. People won't know. Only people our age would know. I know. Like you think, yeah. If you you can't just, like, there was a time in American pop culture you could walk up to anybody and just like, yeah. you know, do your arms in the circle and just go, hoo, 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 yeah. like the dog pound, and everybody knew what you were talking about. I know. Now they just think you're a crazy person, or you're. From you know Cleveland. that Arsenio? I was gonna say Arsenio Hall's from Cleveland. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Well, that was the whole reason, right? He did yeah. that. Yeah. The dog yeah, pound. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So. See, Momo didn't know. Uh, I didn't know Arsenio, that. Ar- Arsenio. Um. I, he was on the show with me years ago here, and um, I remember because I was that's when the, uh, the the first iteration of Sedano in the afternoon, and um, Trudell was on with me that day, and he uh, Arsenio came on to talk something with us. I don't remember what it was, but he came on. He was super nice. He followed us both on social media, and then invited us to his um, his gig. He had a gig in Hermosa cool. Beach. At, the comedy club down there in Hermosa Beach, and we both went, um, and it was really I fun. bet he listens to the show. He seems like... Oh, he's a huge sports fan. I bet yeah. you he does. Huge yeah. sports fan. Like, yeah. I, I'm surprised. He's like... He, wasn't he really good friends with Magic Johnson? Yeah, he still is. Yeah. Yeah, they're really good. I, I, bet he watched, I bet he watches ESPN and listens to your show regularly. Like, he's probably in L.A. listening to us right now. Arsenio, Arsenio. If, you're, if you're on yeah. the 405 somewhere, I still love you, bro. Thank I know. He's awesome. I love him. Yes. I mean, I, you know, I used to love, I was like probably like in elementary school, maybe mm-hmm. in junior high um, when that show came out and it, I would stay up every night to watch that show. It was like the, it was the late night show that spoke to me. Not that Carson wasn't great yeah. and all that stuff, but this was the show that spoke to me. Yeah, at me that too. Time in my do life. people still yeah. do that? Do they like listen to, do they stay up and watch? There are people, but the numbers are definitely dwindling. I think mm-hmm. what, what a lot of those late-night shows do now, which is really smart, and, and really James Corden changed the math on that, mm-hmm. is a lot of their clips, they want to create viral clips, right? So right. that people are still talking about them, you know? Yeah, I watch everything on YouTube now. Like, everything is just the clips yeah. from SNL or clips yeah. from Corden show. I mean, carpool karaoke, that's his. Yeah, yeah. so yeah. It, there's that, for sure. Uh, Momo, before I get to uh, how right I was about the Rams – um, I was super wrong about your Raiders, okay? Yeah. So, I, you know, I'd been in on them. I'd been out on them. I'd been in on them. I'd been out on them. I didn't know what the hell to make of them, okay? And then if I said, you know what? No more waffling. I am 
out on the Raiders, and they are 3-0 and since. So as much as I was right about a lot of things uh, over the last few months, I was dead wrong on them, and I want to make sure to call myself out on that. What, what do you, you – you watch them. They're your what team. What is happening? Like, yeah. Are they good or are they not good? I don't know. I think their defense is good, and I think okay. it's keeping them in games. And then Derek Hart seems to he, – he just – first of all, he and Hunter Renfro are like – Hunter Renfro is sort of like this – miniature cooper cup right like he's just he's he's like Derek carr's Wes welker yeah yeah, yeah. there you go that's a good yeah. comparison yeah. or julian edelman type like he's just a great possession yeah. receiver if yeah. you watched hard knocks on the raiders a few years ago or if you watched clemson when he was there like you can just see this coming he's a great possession oh, yeah. receiver yeah and he helped me like if you picked him up on your fantasy team midway through the year you you did well this year because he's he's been great yeah. um and i think what happened with the raiders is um they, you know, this is, listen, I am a long, long time Raider fan. So I'm going to tell you what's going to happen. Okay. Oh, okay. okay. They are They're playing they the Chargers. Are, big game, big game on Sunday night. They're yeah. going to lose. I mean, it's, this is what they do. They really? get your hopes up. You get all excited. It comes down. They, they rally back. They get us right there. And then at the last minute, Wait. they lose. Yeah. This is like, this is going to, I'm preparing myself. Wait, but what, isn't that what the Chargers also do? Oh, that's true. Maybe it's going to cancel each other out. Somebody's got to win. Like, I mean, I guess they could tie, technically. But... <laughs> you know what? It's going to be a tie. It is. Oh, my God. <laughs> that tie. would be hilarious, actually, if yeah. they tied. Or, be, like, Pittsburgh yeah. will win tonight, yeah. and it'll mess everything up. Like, right. it, something will happen. And they just they're, – they're really good at snatching defeat from the jaws of victory. They're just mm. – like, they're, I mean, my entire existence as a Raider fan is waiting for that flag to come in because – and get the touchdown to be called back because some offensive lineman got a holding call. I mean, it's just it's it's just like that. You just prepare yourself. So my I was all hyped for the Colts game. I'm like, we're gonna beat the Colts. You know we're gonna beat the Colts. Let's I picked go. them. I did. Yes, I bet I bet pick. the Raiders plus seven. I said seven is too much. The Colts aren't that good. Right. I thought the Colts were good, but I thought we would win because that's that's what the Raiders do. We we right. beat teams we're not supposed to beat. Yeah. And then we do something like we just blow it. Like we get a holding yeah. penalty and bleh. so I'm prepared now. I'm prepared. We're going to, where's the game? Where's the, it's, it's Sunday night football, right? It's, it's in, in Vegas. Vegas. Yeah. Oh yeah. We're totally good. That's, that's even setting it up even further. Right. Yeah. Get the home crowd all excited. Yeah. But by, by the way, like, I feel like that, that, that noise you made that it's a holding call. And then bleh. like, I feel like yes. that, that has happened a lot in your life is what it sounds like. A lot. I mean, it's just, I don't know. I mean, when when we do break through, I'm gonna I'll be really excited. But I, it's almost like we're like how Cubs fans used to be before they won, or Red Sox fans used to be before. Like yeah. ever since the Tuck Rule game against Tom Brady and the Patriots, like it's just I just I'm waiting for the other shoe to drop or the flag to come out. I'm just waiting yeah. for it now. It felt like people were starting to feel that way about Matt Stafford. There were a lot of people getting jokes off about Matt Stafford. Okay, yeah. and look, Matt Stafford has not played like super awesome um, in the last you know handful of games or whatever it's been, but they're winning games. And to Sean McVay's point yesterday in his press conference, he's playing the best at the moments he yeah. needs to play his best. Yeah. and there there's something to be said about someone who can erase their own mistakes, overcome their own adversities, and I think he's the NFL leader in game-winning drives in the fourth quarter. He has 42. Really? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. I mean, he's also leading he's also second in the NFL in interceptions. But you know. I, I get it. But he's okay. got 35 touchdowns. It's not like he doesn't have a lot of those too. You know? Agreed. 
And look, actually, thirty-eight. I, my bad, thirty-eight touchdowns. I'm kind of with you on Stafford. I love. Okay, so I'm not like a Rams fan or anything. Like, okay, it's yeah. just I watch them. I watch them more from just like they're in LA and I'm. They're growing on me, but I'm just a Raider fan. It's, yeah. You know, okay. It's fine. But with the Rams, like I find the Stafford story to be so fun to watch because this is what you love about sports. You love the guy who was in Detroit for all those years. And now he's got to figure out like, like you could take the Stafford out of the lions, but can you take the lions out of Stafford? Like he, he has, yes, he's, he's had to do it all by himself. He's been the best player on his team for a long time. A lot of his mistakes seem to be trying to go for the home run, trying to force it, trying to do too much. And so much of what, and I'd rather have that kind of mistake than somebody who's afraid of the moment. Uh I don't think he's afraid of the moment. If anything, I think he's overconfident. And I think he's trying Correct. to do too much, and he's trying to win it all himself. He belie- he he's makes- got a little Brett Favre in him in that yeah. sense. Yeah, yeah, a little Brett Favre in him. Yeah. But I just, but that is what sports is. Like you just watch to see if the, the person can rise to the moment. And like we saw this with his good friend Clayton Kershaw. Kershaw had the same issue. He would get to the big game, and then some. It was always the damn Cardinals, right? Just oh, it's got to yeah. be the Cardinals, isn't it? And and then and then it wasn't. And then he got over the hump, and he and he won, and he. It started in that game against the Nationals, and then it continued on when they went to the World Series. Like that was, this is this is what sports is about. It's about overcoming your own challenges and your your demons. And I think that's that's what the story is for the Rams this year and for Matt Stafford. Like you, you're on a winning team now. Can you learn how to be a winner? And, it, and I think he's, he's got and, it in him. And, and to your point, it's a process. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Like he came from the worst franchise in the sport. And he had to do it all himself, and now he's trying to figure it out. By the way, Sean McVay also, I think, had to figure it out. He yep. put too much on him too early, which is a criticism I had uh, of them early on. And now they're running the ball a little bit with Sony Michelle, right? They've got a yep. guy they trust they're running the ball. Uh, because Henderson, I don't think Henderson is an every down back. Um, he's also and, out and, for a little while. But. Well, no, but even when he was healthy, like right, I just didn't right. think he was that guy. So mm-hmm. they're, they're figuring it out on the fly, and they're now a buoyant team. They're a team that is buoyant, pe- starting to look at that word at the right time. Yeah, that's an SAT word right there. Yeah. Um, all right, let me sneak in a call here. David and Ventura has advice for Lindsay and her clogged toilet. David. Oh, Chad in Huntington Beach. Roger and Ventura. Sorry. Roger. <laughs> hey guys. Yeah, it is Roger. Hey, so um, I I had we recently moved. Well, a year ago we moved to Ventura. Had a my bathroom sink just kept filling up. Tried everything. Tried muriatic acid. I tried that baking soda with vinegar. My wife and daughter kept pushing me to do. It bubbled a little bit, but didn't fix it. Ended up going to, I don't remember if it was a hardware store or Walmart. There's this plunger thing, this, uh, like a plunger that's got a like syringe kind of thing on it that just pushes everything out. Did that one time, cleared it up, all done. There you go. Plunger with a syringe thing, Lindsay. Go get that, that Roger said in Ventura. So do that. All right. Coming up next, we're back in two and a half minutes. Uh, but we're going to have to take a long, hard look at the Lakers. I know they've won a couple games here, and I'm not trying to be negative Nancy, but Russell Westbrook said something yesterday uh, to Dave McMiniman, who asked him a very fair question that left me with my mouth open, okay? That I was like, he said, what? We'll get to that next. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, 
legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. When you're on a business trip, you know what goes completely off the rails? Your workout routine. Especially when you book a hotel that doesn't have a gym. So what ends up happening is you do a few push-ups and sit-ups in your room, run around the block, or just skip it entirely. Lame. If you just stay at La Quinta by Wyndham, you'll discover there's a fully equipped fitness center at every location. Now you can wake up and power your buys and tries the right way or de-stress with some cardio. The choice is yours. Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. If you love The Price is Right, there's only two answers to the best game on Price is Right. It's either Plinko, as you heard Chris say, today's the anniversary of them debuting Plinko, or cliffhangers. Cliffhangers is the one with the yodeling guy climbing, the little plastic guy climbing up the mountain. Oh, yeah, they, that was and cool. And they yodel. Every time, you know, you, you pick a, a number and he keeps going up, you know, higher on the mountain. Yeah. And it goes, yodel, 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 So it's either those two. It's either Plinko or cliffhangers. Thanks I for that not, demonstration. That was, I, for, yeah. yeah, for a minute I thought Scott that. Kaplan was just, back. Yeah, yeah. I, I, uh, so what's happening I, here? I, I love me a Price is Right game. I love me cliffhangers and Plinko. There is not another answer. That's it. End of story. Not the dice game, not punch a bunch, not hole in one the golf game that, you know, uh, Bob loved to play. None of that stuff. Bob did love the golf game, didn't he? He loved yeah. the golf game. <laughs> I feel like Because like he'd always do it after. Show you how to do it? Yeah, let me show yeah. you. Right. Like, well, yeah, yeah. Let yeah. me show you. <laughs> yeah, he'd always want to putt. Yeah, exactly. Um, so, yes. Uh, Plinko, are you a Plinko fan? Yeah. I mean, look, I was a Price is Right fan growing up. I used, yeah. to, I used to watch that all the time. Every like, I didn't really do anything during the summer vacation, but I don't know what my parents were thinking. They, like, never sent me to camp or anything like that. Me too. I was just really bored all the time. Well, Hispanic people don't believe in camps. Like, that's the reality of it. Laura no, can attest to that. No, yeah. you can't, like, even And we live in the anything. valley. So we, it was too hot. Like you could, yeah. like I mean, I used to when I was in elementary school, I like walk to my elementary school and go on the playground. But then it was like a hundred and two degrees. Yeah. So there's nowhere to go and nothing to do. Yeah. So we just stay home. See, watch but, the price is right. See that. See, you know, it's funny because it, I'm not trying to be like you know like you know, stereotypical here. But all my other Jewish friends, all of them went to camp, yeah. and I would always tell my like I, I grew. I grew up in South Florida, so it's a huge Jewish yeah. community, right? Like, so I went to public yeah. school with a ton of Jewish kids, and I remember them telling me always how they would go to summer camp. And I remember asking my mom one time, "Oh yeah, mommy, can I go to summer camp?" And she'd be like, "Ah, camp, de camp, te queda con abuela." Mm-hmm. <laughs> I know. Like, I-, I was thinking, like, you know, th- we have a lot of like Jewish camps, and they're always in like nice places. Yeah. Like, I could, you know, I just there's one up near Ojai, there's one in Malibu. Like, yeah. this would have been really fun. Why didn't my parents send me? Like, yeah, I don't know. You definitely like, got the short end of that stick. I was I sad. Say. I was always home, and like my dad would, my dad would maybe go to the market. I was like, "Can I come? I'm really yeah. bored. Can I come?" Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So uh, Garrett Nakagawa, uh, who is a big fan of the show, tweets us, and yeah. he is sent us a a, a link, oh, see, a Home Depot link for now. Lindsay oh. for the uh, the plunger Ooh. that Roger and Ventura was talking about with the syringe on it. It's called the Johnny Jolter Pro Power <laughs> Toilet Plunger. <laughs> Oh, man. That sounds intense. Yeah. I mean, it, you sounds like oh, you have I an intense problem there, Linz. I mean, yeah. I got to be honest. Well, with you, so. again, I haven't even tried a normal plunger yet, and I'm not at the point where, like, I'm going to get off work and go drive to Home Depot. Like, I'll wait till tomorrow until my plunger gets here from Amazon. I mean, Home Depot's yeah. open after the show. 
I know, but that's not really how I want to waste the rest I mean, of my why evening. Would, I mean, really? I would. Oh, man. I, as soon as this show would be over, I'd be on my way to Home Depot. I, would I have two, I have two bathrooms. Okay. I have two bathrooms in my apartment, so I could use the other one. Yeah, bro. But do you mm. want poop in one of those? Like, just hanging out, you know? No, but, you know, it's just. I think it's more the paper towels that are clogging right. it. All right. It'll be all right. All right. Real quick. Um, let's go over to the Lakers real quick. So, I'm watching the game yesterday, fourth quarter. By the way, um, I know Ireland talked about it today on the show that he's been out because of health and safety protocols. He's got COVID. Uh, we hope Ireland gets uh, well soon. Uh, shout out to Trudell, who's been filling in admirably for for John. He sounds great uh, filling in for John. Uh, him and Michael. Uh, Michael's back as well, so that's great news too. Hopefully everybody's back in their um, – in their proper positions soon, but just know that, uh, John, that Trudell, and I know you said it, uh, I will uh, reiterate it, Trudell has done a fantastic job uh, filling in for John. I will say this, and I need to send you guys the audio because I recorded it on purpose. Um, Trudell still has to do his sideline hits for TV while he's oh. doing play-by-play on radio, which wow. means Michael has to do play-by-play for oh. a minute. And it is gold. Like, gold, gold. So this bad. Amazing. It's so bad that it's so good, okay? And I love – Trudell calls him out on it. It's hilarious. It was, like uh, – it was fantastic. So, I need to get that to you. We'll have to play that in the 5 o'clock hour. But real quick on Russ. So, I'm watching the game. Lakers win. Hey, good stuff, right? They beat Minnesota, who kicked their butt just a couple of weeks ago, right? So, good stuff. Now, I'm watching the post game, and Russ is on the podium. And Dave McMiniman, our pal, Ramona, asked Russ what I thought was a fair question. Um, basically, Russ struggled last night, but then had a huge impact at the end of the game. And he just kind of asked him, hey, man, like, you know, what's that like? Like, what, you know, what was that like going through that? Now, I, I won't paraphrase anymore. I'll let you hear Dave's question and hear Russ's response. And I'd love to discuss this for a moment. Go ahead. Play it, Laura. Russ, the late jumper uh, that you hit in a crucial moment of the game and you let out kind of like a, a, a roar. uh what did that do for you? I mean, obviously the numbers suggest that you weren't playing your best up to that moment. And um, how, how, how does it feel for you to be able to contribute in a big moment when the rest of the game wasn't necessarily going your way? I disagree. I disagree. Um, you, dis- you disagree? Uh, with the part of the game wasn't going my way. Um, my game, you know, it's fine. My, my game is not predicated on shots or if I turn the ball over. Like, if I miss some shots, that's part of the game. I'm allowed to miss shots. I can do that, you know, like any other player. I can do that. I can turn the ball over, too. I can I can do that. That's all a part of the game. Um, but when you watch a basketball game and figure out what impact, uh, making the right plays, boxing out, rebounding, whatever that may be, um, making the right play, making the right reads, um, that's all about being a basketball player. Um and that shot, I mean, just a shot I, w- I work on every every day. Um, it didn't really do nothing for me. Uh, just that it's been there all night, and I should have been taking it. All right, so I have thoughts on this, Ramona, but I'd love to hear your thoughts first because we've both been in those rooms before, and we yeah. both have had to ask those kind of questions. I thought the way Dave asked it was super fair because he wasn't having a good game, and he did have a yeah. big impact at the end. I thought that was super fair on his part. Yeah, look, I mean, <laughs> Dave, it actually was a very nice way of him asking the question, right? Like, he, he could have said, after you had nine turnovers and, <laughs> and weren't making very many shots, like, you could have said that. And I just, it doesn't matter how you ask the question with him. Like, he just, he has, 
he views the media as his enemy, and he has for a long time. Um, this is not new. The only time he's he's particularly candid, or not candid, but like affable, I guess, is in the silent, you know, in the walk off interviews. Right. Course, I, every right? time I've had an interaction with him in those scenarios, which I've had yeah. a few, um, he's very easy to get along with. Which is why yeah. I, I never understood the way he, he acts in the group setting. You know. Yeah. It's. It, it, I feel like it's. He goes into the room, and it's like okay we're going to have, it's on now. Like we're going to battle now. Like this feels like the, this feels like he's going, it's me against you and we're battling. Yeah. And, and like, here come cue the music, whatever it is. Like, and it, that is just kind of how, so the other setting where you're on the court and you're doing a walk-up interview, he somehow doesn't associate that with battle with the media, but he's just been like that for a long time and it's okay. You don't have to be nice to the media, but um, like we're used to it, it's fine. Um, we're not really the most popular with George. Like it's generally yeah, no, no, I know. Trust like me. it's us and lawyers. I mean, yeah. who else do people not like? Yeah. Um, we're we're not high on the list, okay? But um, I think dentists, dentists, well, postal dentists, workers. Yeah, but but they fix things. Like dentists at least make you feel better when your tooth hurts, right? Oh, we don't fix anything. Stuff. We don't yeah. do anything good for the world, right? I mean, yeah. they're you know right away. Yeah. Um, and uh, so I don't know. I just think that's just his view of the media. But a lot of it is you're either with him or against him. And so even if, 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 even if Dave would have just said, how did it feel to make that shot at the end, he wouldn't have got a good answer. I listened to the whole press conference. It, it, even, even soft questions where you don't bring up anything negative, he gives you a bad answer. And most of the time he's looking at his phone. He's not paying attention. He's sort of outwardly disdainful towards everyone. Yeah. And like I think yesterday he was eating. I think he was like eating some some chips or something. Then, yeah, you know he, he's like, had some interesting back and forths with Brad Turner uh, yeah. of the LA Times. Who, by the too. way, that is not a guy that you want to mess with. Like Brad Turner's been here forever, and his has had relationships with the best players ever come from LA and through LA. Yeah. So it just seems like that's the, is that that's going to be your adversary, like Brad. Like yeah, I don't know, um, <laughs> like and I don't even think Brad asked him anything hard. It was just. It's just it's just how he views it, and I, I I'm okay with it. Like if you want to, that, that's fine. Like it doesn't, it's not personal. It doesn't feel personal. It just feels like that's how he views it. Yeah. So my sense with Westbrook, um, it doesn't matter what you ask. You're just gonna get a reflection of how he feels that night, and so he channels a lot of his frustration um, at how either the game went or how he's feeling in that moment towards the media. It's just it's just redirected, and um, it's okay. Like Dave's question was fine. I actually understand what Russ is trying to say. He's he is right. Like what he's saying is correct. He is allowed to miss shots. He is allowed to turn the ball over because what the Lakers are telling him to do is to play like you go be Russell Westbrook, play with your hair on fire, be aggressive, play at your speed. We got you to be you. We don't want to change you. We don't want to stifle you because like Westbrook playing cautiously is not Westbrook. And what they, what they need him to do is play like that but also just clean up some of the little mistakes sometimes. And I yeah. don't think that they have to be at odds with each other. These are two things that can happen at the same time. And he... Oh, see, because I, I don't think that can happen. But let, let's let's tackle that a little bit on the other side. Okay. Um, and, and, and let's also, I mean, you know, let's also talk about, you know, speaking of, uh, of, of, of issues, uh, I do want to touch on the Antonio Brown stuff at some point oh, here in this okay. hour uh, as well, because that's clearly the biggest story in sports uh, today. Um, so we, we can get to that too a little bit, but I, I don't want to equate the two. Uh, yeah. So I, I'm not doing that. So please don't, don't take it that way. But uh, I, I, because I, I think that there are things with Russ that absolutely need to change. Um, oh, yeah, I and, agree with that. And, and by the way, um, you know, again, not equating them, I think that there are things 
with Antonio Brown that need to change. And I'm going to point the finger at us, the media, because I think the media has also been a little too judgmental, not necessarily on Brown, but on that whole situation. We'll get to that in a second. Now, let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac, weighing heavy on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue and ready for the play. And boom! Añejo Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured. It was green and good! The playmaking splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the Hypnotic team. Every season is Hypnotic and Tequila season. Hypnotic Liqueur, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. The song is very popular right now. I love I it. Like. You gotta let it get to the chorus. It's a good song. Really good. Get people going, Laura. It's Monday. Here it goes. You're leaving work. It's the new year. Get to the gym. Oh, no. But make sure you wear a mask if you go to the gym. I love how... Yeah, yeah, it's a good song. Keep it going, Laura. I love how, like, Latino music has become, like, part of the mainstream. And not like, you know, I was joking with, about Pitbull earlier. Not joking, because I do like him. Um, but it's like, it's no longer, he kind of started it. Well, not really. There were guys before him. But um, it, it was like, you had to sing, like, half and half. Or maybe you do, not even half and half. Like, just throw in, like, a Spanish word here or there. Now it's like, we're just going to sing in Spanish, and you're going to like it or not. And I like it. Yeah. I mean, nowadays, like, on American Idol and The Voice, like, a lot of people, if they sing in Spanish, they'll start singing in English and they'll switch into Spanish halfway through the song. It's like, yeah. a, and they get extra credit. Well, I also think that you should sing, because it just, look, I, there are a lot of Spanish artists like Shakira or whatever that have that have sung songs in English. And I've always said to people who are like, ah, Shakira's okay. I'm like, if you think she's okay, go listen to her sing a song in Spanish and then come back to me. Yeah. It's a completely different person almost. A hundred percent. And you know this, Momo, you've covered baseball. There's yeah. a lot of a lot of Hispanic ball players that you talk to them in Spanish or you hear them talk in Spanish, they sound like a different person because they're not thinking when they're talking. They're just reacting. Yeah. I remember when um I was doing a story with Yasiel Puig when he was first out here. And uh I went to go interview him and I and we were in Miami or something and I, I grabbed the reporter from ESPN Deportes who came with me and I said, listen, I'm going to ask a question. Will you translate for me? But don't translate what he says back. Just just let him talk At, it, the whole way through and we'll just listen to the tape afterwards. Yeah. Right? And it made such a difference because we got so much yeah. more interesting answers because he was just speaking in Spanish. He didn't have right. to wait for the transliteration. He didn't have to wait for, you know, each translation each time. Like, just let's just go. And it was, yeah. it was so different. And like what he said yeah. was like, whoa. There's a lot there. So, so speaking of translating, does do, so I don't believe Russ's game is going to translate here. Um, I, I I think that you know you said that they want him to just be Russ and play with his hair on fire and be, just kind of turn you know that you could perhaps cut down the turnovers and and kind of be more efficient. He's just not an efficient basketball player. Like I and yeah. I, I I think at some point or another. You you either have to adapt, or you're going to get left behind. And if there's anyone who is a cautionary tale with that, it's a guy on his own roster in Carmelo yeah. Anthony. And Carmelo Anthony at least had a skill set in you know shooting the ball that translated well to today's game. And he struggled um, to kind of find his place in the new NBA. So I I, I think Russ is great. 
I think his intensity is fantastic. I think he's what you know what he's accomplished in this sport is unbelievably commendable. And he's an all-time great. But his game right now is not helping this team win. Uh, yeah, I mean, I'm with you on this, but I still think there's a chance that he can do, he can help because he tends to get better as the season goes on. And it's happened the last, you know, in Houston. Yeah, I remember. I remember his last year in Houston. It happened in Washington last year, too. Yeah. Yeah. So, like, this is early Russ, and he's going to change. And I'm going to go back to when he first joined the Lakers. He had numerous conversations and meetings with LeBron and Anthony Davis. And I think Jared Dudley was there as well. There were some other – and I I don't know if Vogel went to these meetings or Jason Kidd went to the meetings. But, like, there was – a lot of conversation with every, I think Jason might've been in Dallas by then, but, um, but they, they had these conversations where they talked about all of this and Russ always told them, like, I I know I haven't done this before, but I'm going to do it here. I've never played with anybody as good as LeBron. Like I keep coming back to that. This is what he said in the summer. He wants to do well here. This is his hometown. He's playing with LeBron. LeBron's like his older brother. He he has tremendous respect for him. He doesn't want to let LeBron down. And so far, if you heard what LeBron says about Russ, he's got his back. And I know you know that means a lot to Russ. Like that is LeBron has I've I've yet to hear LeBron criticize him. Have you? Right. I, I haven't heard LeBron criticize him, but I did hear him yesterday talk about turnovers and yeah. we can't turn the ball over and you know, which was kind of the opposite of what Russ was saying, right? So yeah. while he hasn't necessarily um come out uh, out against him, right, or blamed yep. him. He did contradict him a little bit yesterday, and that was the first time I've heard that. Yeah, he does. He does. So this is the, the sideways, you know, criticism where you don't name somebody, but you talk about what they're doing wrong. Yeah, it's okay, the so, passive-aggressive so, yeah, stuff. Sure. But that's okay because Russ understands that – Russ knows he can't turn the ball over like that. He's just going to be defiant when Dave asks that question, okay? Like, of course he can miss shots. Of course he can turn the ball over. He just can't turn the ball over nine times. Right. Like, yeah, that's just not okay. And he knows that he just, he's never going, he's never going to agree with anyone in the media, but what it doesn't matter what he says publicly. It matters what he's saying privately behind closed doors in the film session. When he talks to LeBron, when he talks to Anthony Davis, you know, they're talking to him. This is yeah. not like they just show up and play the game. Oh, like they're talking I mean, to him all the time. Momo, you and I were sitting next to each other. Well, Mark Spears was between us at yeah. the Lakers heat game earlier this year. And they won that game. But I, I, I remember there was literally a moment at the in the fourth quarter of that game where Mark Spears, you and I looked at each other because Anthony Davis said yep. to Russell Westbrook as he was just pounding the ball yep. and dribbling around the court where he yelled at him, "What are you doing?" Yeah. <laughs> so like, like to your point, yes, those conversations are ha- are being had. Yep. But man, like I, I just don't know how much longer you can have those conversations without it actually resonating. So here's the and, and the only the truth I, I used to think the only way he was going to change is if LeBron and AD got to him and helped him to change. But now I don't even think that's going to work. I think the only way he changes is if he himself changes. It has to come only from within. There's nobody who's going to get through to him. There's nobody who's going to like reach him and touch and like get to him a place where he's going to like have a light bulb moment. I think he knows, I think he's just holding on to his defiance because part of what makes him great and part of what has made him an MVP and a star in this league for so many years is that belief in himself and his defiance. That sort of, I mean, I watched that, that the documentary that he did and it's all about you know, his, just his worldview and his mindset. I mean, this guy will never stop. And, I, and that's his best attribute and maybe his worst attribute, right? It's a stubborn. 
But Billy Donovan, we asked that question when he came through town. He was coaching the Bulls. And Billy gave this really long, interesting answer about how Russ is always coming to him, trying to find solutions. He's always trying to work on his game. I said, and I, and I followed up, I said, Billy, did he come to you or did you go to him? And he goes, both ways. So I, I have to just trust that the people who know him, nobody has ever said he's uncoachable. People say he's stubborn. People say he's, you know, he, he doesn't, he's not going to change the way he plays fundamentally. But can he just clean up some of the poor shots that he takes, the volume of shots he takes, the turnovers? These are not hard things to do. This is like, hey, Momo, can you just not be late? Can you get to the show five minutes early so we're not sweating it? Like, those are small things, right? And I can totally do that, right? Like, those are small things that you can work on. Now, if you want him to play off the ball differently, can you set screens for LeBron? Can you become a spot-up shooter? No, I don't think he can do that. But can he clean up some of the things that are exacer- that are just exasperating? Yes, I think he can do that. Man, you are a lot more um, optimistic than I am about that stuff at the moment. Now, you know, maybe you're right, and and I I'm I've certainly been wrong, as I mentioned about earlier mm-hmm. today to start the show about the Raiders. Uh, I gave up on them, and they are three and zero since. But I, I just I don't know if I see it right now. Um, well, but, also Melo, the, the Carmelo Anthony, who, whom you referenced earlier, George. Yeah, like he didn't change till he was out of the league. Right. So you're saying maybe it takes something drastic. I, I mean. You know, it took a lot. Nobody ever thought Mello would change either. Remember when he was first asked yeah, no, about coming I, off the bench? And he was, yeah, remember me? Oklahoma City when he was asked to come off the bench yeah. in the media, and that, and he's like, me? Come off the bench? Like, yeah. 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 Uh, we'll, we'll see. We'll see. But, you know, I it is going to be a – I still think it's going to be a bumpy ride here for the Lakers oh, yeah. for a while. Um, all right, coming up next, we're going to do what you need to know. Laura's got a what you need to know today. Uh, and it's about Betty White and pink hot dogs. Just uh, FYI. So I'm in. There you go. Separately, not together, but separately. Uh, we didn't get to the Antonio Brown stuff. We'll do that. I also want to get into the Rams and their potential wild card opponents. But first, they got to get by the Niners, which has been a disaster Oof. for them over the last several years. Uh, everyone needs to get off Stafford's back, including you, Mason. Yeah, you heard me. You, Mason. Get off his <laughs> back. All right, we're back in three minutes.